My friend, you're here because you want English skills that help you connect with people on a deeper level. So join the free accent training community on school.com today and get some momentum going with your American accent development. Open the link in the description and request to join the free accent training community while spots are available, my friend. Welcome to the Accent Training Club podcast, a podcast where I help you harness natural sounding spoken English, particularly with an American accent. And today we're going to look at something which is pretty American sounding, the way that we stretch it out. Today we're going to look at a particular vowel sound. This is what we call a digraph. What is a digraph? Digraph. Well, this is when two letters come together to make one sound. Now, don't get too caught up on all the fancy names that we give them, because what it's really about is boosting your ability to recognize this and repeat it. So, I mean, all the names are just to confuse you and and make you give up. We're going to look right past those, and we're just going to get straight to the good content. This digraph that we're going to look at is when the letters A-U or A-W come together in a word. Sometimes in the beginning of a word, sometimes in the middle of a word, sometimes, in the case of A-W, at the end of a word. Words like law, saw. So we're going to look at a whole bunch of these today, and we're just going to see how you can get used to these sounds. Because notice when I just said saw and law, notice I'm not making like a saw, low. I'm not rounding my lips and bringing them inwards. I'm actually only just making one motion. I'm dropping my jaw, keeping my tongue kind of low in my mouth, and I'm getting this ah, ah sound. And the trouble is that a great number of non-native English speakers will try to force that W or that U sound in there to get low or pose instead of pause, pose. So we want to get the hang of this today and develop a good ear and listening skills to really get used to the sounds of the vowels of spoken English in an American accent. Now, just before we get into that, you know I've got to take a moment to tell you folks about this fantastic video course. It's off the charts. People are loving it. People are eating it up. Every day, I'm getting new people signing up for this, and I want you folks to get in on this too. So, make sure that you check the link in the description, which will bring you straight to the video course, where you'll have the opportunity to try out the content, a little bit of free practice material, video content, mind you, this is a video course, so I don't put audio-only content in there. So, check out that content. The course is full of fantastic lessons, muscle memory exercises, and some quizzes so that you've got a little bit of feedback for yourself and you can see how you progress when it comes to harnessing the rhythm of the American accent. So, check out my video course, folks. It's on Udemy. It's available through the link in the description. And take your spoken English seriously. Now, one more thing that I got to mention to you folks is if you have not already, something that you can do for free is you can hit subscribe. When you subscribe to this podcast, you'll be notified whenever new episodes pop up. And that's something that we all need, right? If you're notified when the new episodes come up, 
Well, you will have skills in English developed that other people who aren't notified will not develop. And isn't that what we're all here for? To make sure that our English is a little bit better than everybody else's? A lot of people want to stand out with their English. You know, you don't want to sound like everybody else coming from your country or everybody else who speaks your native language. I'm not saying that you shouldn't. I'm saying that this is what I've been told. And a great way to take control of your own spoken language is through subscribing to this podcast and being the first one of all your friends to know how to do it right. So hit subscribe, check out the video course, and take control of your speech. You folks are able to do incredible things. See for yourself. Just see for yourself. Let's get into today's lesson. So A-U and A-W come together to make one sound. Does this letter combination always make the same sound? No. Sometimes at the ends of words or between syllables, we'll hear different sounds come out if there's an A-U or an A-W. But today, we're just going to focus on a whole bunch of familiar words that are going to make sure you develop the skills to reproduce this effectively. Check this out right here. So A-U and A-W, they come together to make one sound. This is a digraph, like T-H, C-H. These are digraphs. Now, at the ends of words, A-W is a digraph. It makes this ah sound. But if A-U comes at the end of a word, it makes an O sound. Tableau, plateau, O. However, A-W at the end of a word, ah. This ah sound is the same movement as what we learned when we learned the short O. Words like top, stop, sorry, ah. It's also the same as the ah sound that we hear in father, ah, father. A lot of people will pronounce this ah like la, pause, and claw as a moving sound. People will round their lips to make an ow, saying low, pose. Our goal is to learn a new habit, to teach our muscles a new habit, keeping the lips neutral and the tongue low in the mouth when we make this ah sound. So let me just repeat some of these words that I've said so you can get an idea of what we're working with. La, pause, claw, cause, saw. Now, this ah sound is common in many languages, and I find people don't have too much of a difficulty picking it up. Maybe some minor adjustments that we got to make, but overall, it isn't a terribly tricky sound. Ah. What we want to do is first adjust the tongue position. We want to feel the backs of the bottom teeth with the tip of your tongue. Feel that yourself. The backs of the bottom teeth. Then, we want to have the entire tongue around this level. So we're keeping our tongue low. We want to make sure that the center of the tongue is pointing kind of downwards. You know, it's not pointing up. If it points up, we're going to get an ah. But if it points down the center of the tongue, we get an ah. Subtle difference in the movement. We then just drop the jaw and add our voice. Ah. It's like when you go to the dentist and they tell you to say, ah, ah, that's the sound. It's the same ah as what we hear in father, father, ah. So we're going to take that ah from father and we're going to add it to a whole bunch of words 
that have a w and a u. Repeat back to me. Auto. Notice the syllable stress there. Auto. Auto. Strong then weak. Very important. Auto. Here's another. Awful. Awful. Repeat that back. Awful. Another one here. Cause. Notice how I stretch that right out. Cause. Hawk. Ah. Hawk. My lips are neutral. I'm not bringing my lips in towards the middle. That's the habit we've got to overcome, folks. Keep the lips neutral. Ah, hawk. Folks, this is just a quick message to remind you to subscribe to the Accent Training Podcast. If you haven't already, you don't want to miss a second of this accent training experience. And you want to be updated whenever I've got new content out for you. So if you haven't subscribed, hit subscribe now. Couple more here. Saw. Stretched right out. Saw. Jaw. Like what we're dropping down, your jaw. I got one more word for you. Thaw. Thaw. What is thaw? A lot of people are unsure about this word. Thaw. People don't really feel confident using it. Here's what thaw means. Unfreeze. Thaw. Unfreeze. They're synonymous. Check your packaging on your chicken in your fridge. It'll say thaw the chicken in cool water for however long. Or if you're celebrating Christmas and you're going to make a turkey, check the turkey. It'll say thaw the turkey. They don't say unfreeze typically on packaging. It'll say thaw. And that's a word that I want you to for now on use confidently. If you're cooking later today and you need to unfreeze some of your food, don't think to yourself that you're going to unfreeze it. You are thawing that raw meat. Thaw the raw chicken. Thaw the raw chicken. Why not? All right, I've got just a little bit of geography here for you. Just a little bit of geography. And notice how that ah in geography stretches out, right? In the same way as these other ahs. Different spelling. This one's an O. It's a short O. Geography. Gia. Just like thaw, caught, cause. So some geography. Repeat back to me. Austria. Austria. I believe I've got some listeners in Austria. Hello to my Austrian listeners. Austria. Australia. Australia. And anybody who's in Australia knows that Australia will often just be called Oz, right? Oz, Oz, Australia. And by the way, notice the contrast in the syllable stress there. How the tray goes strong. Australia. 
Play around with that yourself. Australia. Austria. Next one up. Saudi Arabia. I know I've got listeners in Saudi Arabia. It pops up in the stats. Saudi Arabia. Thank you for listening, folks. Happy to have you. And here's a couple more. These ones are some cities in the United States. Austin. This is a, a city that's growing quite a bit. I actually have a few students who are currently moving to this city, or at least the area of the city in Texas. Austin. Austin, Texas. And notice again the contrast in the syllable stress. Austin, strong, weak. Very important to note that contrast and to adjust your own speech to it. Texas, Austin, Texas. All right, here's one more for people out in Florida. We've got Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale. Lauder. Stretching that la right out. Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Absolutely beautiful place. Fort Lauderdale. All right, folks, if you know how I run things and you know what's coming up next, just a few common phrases that I'm sure you can work into your daily life using this digraph kind of sound. Repeat back to me. A yawn fest. Yaw. We all yawn. This is a very human thing to yawn. Everybody yawns. But saying it is tricky. A lot of people want to say yawn. Yawn or jown. First off, the j to the y. I feel you folks. I know what's going on there. You're just filling in the sound of your native language. But we want to be careful here not to get a j, but a y. Yawn. Yawn. A yawn fest. This one's more of an idiomatic expression, actually, but whatever. We've got it, we've got it at the beginning with the common phrases. A yawn fest is to say an extremely boring event. I really hope that this podcast is not a yawn fest for you folks. I try to play with my voice. I try to do all these things to keep it interesting, add in little anecdotes and whatnot. So I don't want it to be a yawn fest. I want to keep you captivated. But a yawn fest is something that's extremely boring. Like if you've got a university lecture with somebody who's very monotone and they just talk like this for a good 45 minutes and you have to take notes. Oh my God, that's a yawn fest. This is a yawn fest kind of presentation, folks. But I don't give that. You see the difference? I put a lot of heart into this and I try not to make it a yawn fest. I'm sure you get the point. Next one down, repeat back to me. Auto shop. Auto shop. Notice the sound in that. Strong, weak, strong. Auto shop. Auto shop. Auto shop. I drop my car off at the auto shop. An auto shop is a mechanic. It's a place where you leave your car when it, you know, maybe you need some parts changed, you need something done on your car and you don't have time to figure it out yourself. You probably could. I'll bet you. I mean, if you've got an older car, the new ones, those are just computers, just driving computers. But if you've got an older car 
and something goes wrong in it, and you've got a little time, try looking it up on YouTube. It's worth it. You can save yourself quite a bit of money, and you learn something new about your car. Not to take business away from auto shops. I think mechanics do a great job on automobiles, but I just wanted to make you aware of that. YouTube is very useful when it comes to minor fixes on your car. And if you like learning from YouTube, you're probably someone who is self-taught. Self-taught. You teach yourself things. You know, you take time, you read a book, you apply what you learn, you get good at doing it. And then you want to learn another skill, you read another book, you watch a few YouTube videos, you apply what you're learning, you get good at it. That's what you're doing right now. As a matter of fact, self-taught. You are a self-taught person. Like, self-taught just means that you kind of learn the skills on your own initiative and that you didn't need formal education to pick up the skills. That's somebody who's self-taught. And that's what we're doing right now. Podcasts, this is very informal. But here we are. You're a self-taught person. Next one. Caught off guard. Caught off guard. Caught off guard. Notice how the vowel sound in each one of those words, caught off guard, is the exact same. The same quality of sound, the same stress, and the same position. Caught off guard. I was caught off guard. It caught me off guard. It's the same vowel sound in all three of them. So practice that one a lot. That one is very valuable when it comes to developing an ear for this. And not to mention there's a flap T in the middle, is there not? Between caught and off, caught off, caught off guard. We're linking those words together. Practice that one. Practice that one so that you're not caught off guard by this sound in a regular conversation. And by the way, what does caught off guard mean? This means taken by surprise. This means something is surprising you. It caught you when you weren't guarded, when you weren't prepared. Caught off guard. All right, I've got one more for you. One more short phrase. Poor audio quality. Poor audio quality. Poor audio quality. Doesn't it suck when something has poor audio quality? As a matter of fact, I don't, I may, there may be a little bit of an echo on this. Sorry if there is, folks. Now that I think of poor audio quality, I didn't insulate this room with enough blankets as much as I usually do. So if there's a minor echo, sorry, there might be some poor audio quality right now. And it's just because I didn't do my due diligence. I didn't put up the blankets that I needed to reduce the reverberation of the sound. And now I may have poor audio quality. Or we get this on Zoom calls. You're just trying to have a chat on Zoom and the audio keeps cutting out. Poor audio quality. It happens. So, a yawn fest, auto shop, self-taught, caught off guard, poor audio quality. Great phrases to practice with, folks. These are things that you can work into your daily life. So practice often because these ones are very valuable for your spoken English. So where do we go from here? Well, a few idiomatic expressions and then we wrap this one up. I've got things to do. I've got to drive around a little bit tonight. Maybe get some Christmas shopping done. I just got paid. Time to go do some Christmas shopping. That's going to be nice. 
It's fun, isn't it? Even though you're buying things for other people, there's just a little bit of magic in it when you're doing it around Christmas. I think, I guess any time that you're buying presents for people, it feels good. And I'm looking forward to it. And if you're looking to buy a present for anybody this holiday season, what better to gift them than the gift of knowledge? Knowledge is power, folks. And I've got a video course which is fantastic. It's full of knowledge and it's going to help your loved ones, your friends, the people that you care about in boosting their spoken English. So make sure that you take the opportunity to check out the video course. There's a link in the description. And I'm happy to be of service this holiday season. Anyway, idiomatic expressions. I promised idioms. Let me tell you about some idioms. First off, folks, I gotta tell you that it dawned on me. It dawned on me. This means I realized something. I realized something new. It suddenly dawned on me that my phone was missing. Oh my god, doesn't it suck when that happens when your phone's not in your pocket? It used to be your wallet. It used to be my wallet's missing. Oh my god. Now your phone and your wallet. It dawned on me that my phone was gone. This means I realized something. I realized something brand new. It dawned on me. Now the next thing up is the rule of law. The rule of law. The rule of law is not necessarily an idiomatic expression. This is actually a legal term, but it's a good one. It's a good one to know. The rule of law is that the law applies equally to everybody, even officials in the highest positions. Does this actually apply in real life? No, it's imaginary. Come on, we all know this is just fairy tale stuff. But it is an actual thing. It is an actual legal term and it is an actual rule. The rule of law. The law is supposed to apply to everybody. But we're not here to get upset about, you know, whoever thinks that they're above the law. We're just here to practice our English. So, it dawned on me. I realized something. The rule of law means nobody's above the law. We're all equal under the law. These idiomatic expressions, along with some of these others that we've seen, caught off guard, self-taught, yawn fest, great expressions to use in your daily life. And I encourage you to use these in your daily life, folks. I encourage you to practice these, repeat these, get used to them. And if you truly are a self-taught person, then I'm sure that you'll have no difficulty working these into your regular spoken English. So note these expressions. Use them with friends. If you don't have friends who speak English, use them with co-workers. If you don't have co-workers who speak English, use them on Clubhouse. Go on the app Clubhouse, check it out, and use these idiomatic expressions. I believe Clubhouse is open for all phones now. Everybody can download it all over the world. Check out Clubhouse and use some of these idiomatic expressions. Why wouldn't you? You can speak English on Clubhouse. There's tons of English-speaking rooms. I get on there, and I'm going to be on there this week. So practice them. Practice them a lot. Anyway, I've got to get going, folks. i got to wrap this one up for today. Thank you very much for listening today. I'm glad to have you as a member of the American Accent Training Club. This is a club that, well, I've made it myself. I have registered it as an actual business in Canada. So, I mean, I've made some good steps. At least I can pay taxes. 
But that's irrelevant. The point is, thank you for joining me today. I'm glad to have been of service. I'm glad to have had the opportunity to teach you some valuable skills. Now go out in your daily life and practice saying things like raw meat, self-taught, or jawline, against the law, rule of law. Practice these yourself and you'll get the hang of this in no time. Well, it's been an honor chatting with you today, folks. I wish you a fond farewell. Enjoy your morning, your evening, your afternoon, your late... If it's very, very late in the night and it doesn't really feel like it's tomorrow, that's all right. Enjoy that, you know, two, three in the morning. That's all right. Enjoy it. These are the moments that we have to enjoy and you're using them correctly to learn new skills. So thank you for joining me today. Make sure that you check out my video course on Udemy because you are totally capable of enhancing your spoken English with this stuff. And we're going to take things from here in the days to come. Have a good one, folks. I'm opening my doors of enrollment for the month of May. I've got five accent training spots available for five accent learners who want to see predictable progress learning to communicate in English with the same habits, the same patterns, and the same sounds that Americans use naturally. I've got limited space available this month, my friend. So apply right now through the link in the description if it's important for you to learn to speak English in the way that Americans listen for.